Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. Man, I am so grateful that you're here. There are just so many other things that you could be doing. But for you to have taken some time right here in the Queen City of Charlotte to tune in maybe live to ESPN Charlotte and check out the show, or, or perhaps you're listening to this through our podcast on, on iHeartRadio or, or Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, we don't care how you came to the show. We're just so glad that you got here. Listen, we're taping this show in the middle of COVID-19, which means you've probably watched everything on Netflix. You got nothing else to do. This is the only thing you got, but uh, again, we'll take it, man. I'm so grateful that you're here and we have some exceptional guests on the program. If you've never tuned into Solutions from the Huddle, our show is all about leadership, mindset, and figuring out how to take the entrepreneurial spirit and turn it into action. We want to help people advance the vision of their life and their business. So we bring the best of the best, thought leaders, people who are proven success stories. We get them to come on the show and tell us all their tricks and secrets so that you can learn from it. Hey, listen, we start the show the same way every time, and we hope you'll join us, and that's in prayer. Lord, we ask that you would bless this show. We give you glory, and we ask that our guests, our sponsors, everyone uh, everyone involved would, uh, would be so blessed, and that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart would be acceptable in your sight. Amen. All right, listen, we have some amazing guests. The Benham brothers are here. They're identical twins, both David and Jason. Uh, They're American authors, speakers, real estate entrepreneurs, and check this out, former minor league baseball players. Uh, These guys are the real deals. Uh, They co-authored some incredible books like Whatever the Cost, Living Among Lions, Bold, and Broken. These guys are the real deal. They're community leaders, and they are our guests today. Welcome to the program, fellas. Hey, thanks for having us, Titus. Glad to be on, brother. Yeah. Hey, listen, before you get into all the leadership and entrepreneurial secrets that I know you're going to share with us, would you let all of our listeners know a little bit about, a little bit about who you are and where you come from? Uh, because not everyone knows you guys. I mean, they live in caves, you know, they don't have Wi-Fi. They're clueless, but we love them the same. Uh, and I want them to get to know you guys the way I know you and, and the way that probably millions of folks around the country know you guys. Uh, tell us your story. Well, Titus, this is David. We are identical twins. I'm the older brother by two minutes. Jason's been in my shadow for almost 45 years now. Uh, We're both married. We actually live on the same street. Jason has four kids. I've got five uh, from the ages of 20 down to 10 and everywhere in between. So nine combined kids. Jason's wife's name is Tori and my wife's name is Lori. We did not plan that. I promise you, brother. (laughs) But we, we, uh, we grew up in Dallas, Texas. Um, sons of a pastor and our dad taught us to read the bible and that was basically it he didn't teach us any business principles and so jason and i but we were athletes so we got uh, scholarships to play baseball at liberty university we went and played there for four years and then after uh, our senior season i was drafted by the red sox jason was drafted by a lesser organization by the name of the baltimore orioles i'm not even sure if you've heard of them before <laughs> but anyway we went on to play professional baseball never made it to the big leagues but when we got out we relocated to Charlotte and we decided to start a business. We started a real estate company and we had no business training at all, but we did have the principles of scripture. Uh, by 2010, we had a hundred offices across 35 States. Uh, we were topping all kinds of charts like Inc magazine and franchise 500 and Ernst and young entrepreneur of the year finalists, all of these things. And it was really fun. 
But what Jason and I realized is we're serial entrepreneurs. We started buying companies. We started starting other uh, small companies. We actually started a company overseas in the Philippines uh, because we had heard missionaries were coming off the field because Western funding was drying up in 2010. That has now grown to a 1,200 employees. So, I mean, we've done a little bit of everything. And uh, so we recently launched uh, an online uh, course called Expert Ownership. We talk to business owners about how to own a business without it owning you, but we also talk about how do you serve God with your business? How do you, how do you thrive in business and also have good, strong work-life balance and succeed in life? Because at the end of the day, you can gain a bunch of money but lose your relationships, and, and that's not, we definitely don't want that to happen. So this online course, Expert Ownership, has just been fantastic. We, um, and, and Jason and I actually, we earned a reality show with HGTV, uh, and, and they wanted to highlight our principles in real estate. And so then, unfortunately, uh, six weeks in, or excuse me, five weeks in, uh, they started getting pressure from activist groups uh, that did not want us on, on air. And we ended up losing the show, but it didn't matter. We wrote a book about it. It became a bestseller. And so that's really what Jason and I are doing right now. We're, we're writing books. We're traveling and speaking, doing a lot of coaching and consulting. Uh, and, you know, shows like yours, we don't go on everybody's show. But when we heard that you were asking us to be on, we told our secretary, absolutely, we'll be on with Titus. We appreciate what he does. We appreciate the work that you've done here in the Queen City. And so it's just a real honor for us to be on your show, brother. Man, I am so appreciative. And what's so attractive is the humility and the grace in which that you speak. The, the two of you really conduct life in such a special way. You know, I, I do business coaching and, 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 folks are always really concerned about the balance sheet of their business. And, and, and I've always said for years, you, you might want to be more concerned about the balance sheet of your life. And what I love about you guys is that really seems to be the core essence of what comes from you, your advice and, and your direction and everything gets, gets back to life. Um, it's always, and I know you guys, you're smart fellas. I mean, you're talking about P and L's, you're talking about communication and marketing, but yeah, somehow yeah. you find a way to always point things back to life. Uh, and I think it's so special. I'd love to know a little bit about how you maybe endured some of the trials relative to being so outspoken about your faith, because you guys have uh, not only lost that show. I, I, I know there was a um, not too long ago, just a few months ago, there was a, an arrest uh, relative to you guys being involved, being outside peacefully, legally. Yep organized to just share love and hope with people. So you guys have been beat up a little bit. You, you've taken a couple swings <laughs> and, and it doesn't seem to bother you. You just, you just continue to stand strong and maybe even stronger because of it. Well, you know, Titus, and this is David again, Jason's going to jump in in just a minute, but I was the one that happened to be arrested. And for the, the, those of your listeners that don't know about what happened, it was not because I was being belligerent or actually even broke a law. It was unconstitutional. So there's a lawsuit involved, but, but, um, you know, Jason and I, at the height of our business, we recognized, you know, abortion's a real issue and you can be against something or for something. That's one thing. But I'll tell you, we knew the statistics are clear that oh, 90% of the mothers that choose abortion would not choose it if they had a support network, if they really had someone that could help uh, with their current situation, whether it's financial or housing or maybe an abusive relationship, whatever it may be. So we said, you know, as business owners, how can we step in and help these hurting mothers? So we started a ministry called Cities for Life. And uh, since 2010, we've had over 5,000 mothers utilize services. We plug them into housing and assistance. And when, if they choose life and all of these other things, we give them uh, free medical uh, assistance and, and these things. And so 
when COVID hit and the essential businesses of abortion clinics were uh, deemed essential, uh, we then continued our services as a federally recognized nonprofit, which also is essential according to the executive order. Well, unfortunately, the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department did not think that and uh, made an unlawful arrest. They have now backed off of that, and so all of our sidewalk counselors are still uh, serving all of these mothers uh, that are in need. So it's been an amazing thing, but we, we recognize as business leaders, if we were alive during really dark moments of history, think Nazi Germany, maybe even uh, during the civil rights uh, era or even earlier than that during slavery, when the least of these are being marginalized and victimized, it's up to us as business leaders to step in, especially faith-based business leaders. And so Jason and I felt this is a moment where we need to step in and being a voice for those people matters more than my bottom line. Now, I do want to drive the bottom line. It's important. But being a voice for the marginalized, for the victimized, especially for the voiceless, there's nobody that's more vulnerable than an unborn child. So Jason and I felt like with our business, we needed to really step into that. And it has actually, in our situation, it cost us a reality show, but it didn't cost us business. And here's what I mean. People are flocking to us right now to utilize the services in our companies or to download expert ownership and run through our online course, or even with our ministry, Cities for Life. Heck, I got a $15,000 check the other day from a donor that said, and I didn't even ask for it. We hadn't asked for a dime, but they said, hey, we saw this arrest. We are just appalled at what happened. We want to support your work. So Titus, it's just so awesome that we live in a country that is still filled with so many amazing people that are ready to do amazing things with not only their money, but also the other resources they have in the marketplace. And we know you've been doing the same thing. So that's why it doesn't detour us, Titus, from doing the right thing. Sometimes doing the right thing actually will cost you business. And that happens in other countries. But right here in America, we have such a great a country with so many amazing people that doing the right thing right now is actually still somewhat profitable. Yeah, you know, I think that we can often travel to um, any place to purchase the goods and services that we need to even run our own business. We, we can go buy staples and paper and envelopes and uh, uh, software. Folks can download your course, uh, which I recommend they do. But um, to do the right thing is often something that we don't budget for, isn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not something that we have allocated resources and funds to. And so because of that, I wonder if we oftentimes forget that there is a cost and that it's okay that there's a cost. Um, but there is a return on that investment in our lives, personally, professionally, and spiritually. And, and you guys, I think, remind the community and, and the world maybe even of that pretty, pretty out, outwardly. So, uh, it's certainly not something that's hidden. I want to say one other thing about that particular arrest. Um, I watched the video and, and I want to encourage listeners uh, again, if, if you're just now finding out about these, these two amazing brothers, uh, pause the show, Google, enjoy, and then come back and hit play. <laughs> these guys are really exceptional. But when you go watch the video, can I tell you what I loved? Um, just the absolute poise and respect that you demonstrated with. I mean, you were so respectful, so humble. You, you lifted that police officer up, probably more so than the folks, than his colleagues or, or the, the folks that he is even charged with. I mean, you, you elevated his position of authority so high 
that, that you could tell that there was almost a sense of shame that he's acting beneath his privilege because you lifted him up with humility and grace. And, uh, and I don't know if that was intentional on your part, but it was actually beautiful to watch. You know, when I was in the middle of it, one of the things that our dad taught us, even as young kids, but I see in scripture is if you're not filled with compassion, then you just need to keep your mouth shut, probably stay out of the battle. But if you really are filled with compassion for people, you truly love people, you know, especially with the love of the Lord, then you can have conversations that might even create a little conflict, but you're doing it with the right heart, the right motive. Um, uh, you'll see in the video, if you go to Benham Brothers Facebook, you'll see in the video where the officer couldn't look me in the eyes. And the reason he couldn't look me in the eyes is because he knew he was doing wrong, but he was getting a direction from the city attorney. And later, and this is what's interesting, my dad, uh, uh, about a week ago, this was several weeks after the arrest, but about a week ago, my dad comes to the office, goes, hey, bud, I need, I need your first book, whatever the cost. And I said, okay. He goes, make sure it's signed. I said, why? He goes, because Major Kornberg wants a copy of your book, which is the guy that made the arrest. <laughs> so, so my dad goes, I told him I was watching the video and I said, you know, Kornberg, and this is my dad was speaking to the officer. Uh, because my, my dad still does sidewalk counseling down at, at the abortion facility as well. And uh, he goes, you know, uh, Major Kornberg, I, uh, I saw that you couldn't look my son in the eye. And Kornberg's like, oh, I did. I looked him in the eye. And he goes, no, you weren't looking him in the eye. And I think you weren't looking at him because you knew that you were, that you were just doing your job. You, you were listening to the city attorney tell you to make the arrest. But you also knew he was being respectful and he was honoring to you. And, yeah. and so anyway, it was just, I was very thankful. I'm not always that way. I haven't been that way with my kids at times. You know, I've, I've, I've failed on so many areas, but in that one particular regard, I really do. I love our men and women of blue. I love our leaders. I love our governor. I didn't vote for our governor, but I still love him and I still pray for him. And I love my country and I love my state. But, you know, sometimes push comes to shove. You got to take a stand and you got to do it with respect. And right. now the guy's reading our book. So, hey, great. Yeah, I mean, if you'll stand uh, for nothing, what will you fall for? Is such a great mm. sentence, right? And 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 I got to tell you, man, I absolutely loved that experience. It, it reminded me when uh, when Peter grabs the sword and cuts the soldier's ear off, and Jesus goes, "What are you? Whoa, whoa! God's just doing his job." Puts the ear back on. Uh, I, I would imagine that guy heard the rest of his life more clearly than he had ever heard from those ears. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Would you do me a favor? And, and I, I have so I, I want to talk about COVID and I want to talk about business, but can you tell our listeners just a little bit here on the front half of our interview about this app that they can download? The thing that you guys just launched recently in 2020, uh, I think it's called Expert Ownership. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know it's really special and it's something that, uh, that, that all small business and, and, and entrepreneurs need to be considering. So we have two things going on. This is Jason, by the way. Uh, first is Expert Ownership. It's an online course. You can go to expertownership.com. That basically takes David and I and our combined 40 years of business experience, everything that we've learned from serving God, thriving in business, living a successful life, work-life balance. We talk money, leadership, um, systems. Uh, systems, and we talk finances. And we boiled it all down to a very simple four-part course split up into 16 different uh, lessons and it will really help you as a business leader regardless of where you are whether you're a wantrepreneur you know you want it yourself you're, you're employed but you want to start your own business or you're a wantrepreneur and you want to or a solopreneur, solopreneur yeah, yeah you're you're actually self-employed or you're an entrepreneur you actually own your own business at this point 
Or, and this is what David and I like to say, we ultimately want to get you to become a seapreneur where you don't need a business at all. See ya. But, but you can keep a business if you want, but you don't need one. It's right? Because, system. because you've been smart with your money. And so we kind of show you how to do all of that stuff through expert ownership. And, and so we just talked about David getting arrested. Well, he was out there representing the nonprofit organization we started a decade ago called Cities for Life. And he was out there able to speak and say things that, you know, that others would, wouldn't feel like they could be out there in front of an abortion clinic. But by God's grace, our businesses, uh, we built them to a point where they were systematized and streamlined so that they could bring us passive income. And then with our investments that we made off of that, enough passive income to exceed your living expenses, then what does that make you? It makes you financially free. It means that you are no longer indebted to a customer or a client or a congregation or whatever. Now, we still serve customers and clients, but if a customer or client doesn't like the fact that David got arrested in front of an abortion clinic, well, they can take their, they can take their business elsewhere if they want to. We don't want them to. But well, we don't want them to, but you know what? It doesn't affect us we're financially. No, we're no longer a slave to it. And so we take expert ownership and we teach you how to build your business like that, how you can transcend it and get outside. Now, we do have an app. It's called Benham Brothers Business by the Book where every Thursday we do a, a Facebook Live, we're gonna be going YouTube Live, but we download studies on how to build your business, how to conduct yourself at work um, by the principles of the Bible. And that's an app, you can go to the app store uh, and just Google, uh, not Google. Benham but, Brothers. Yeah, just search for Benham Brothers and you can download our app. Get on a Bible reading schedule with us and every Thursday we log in some really good um, business principles that will help you in your work and your life. I love that. And for those that are listening to this and they're thinking, man, these guys are just saying the right thing, do, you know, doing the right thing. And, you know, are, is this real? Well, I also follow them on social media. And, and as wonderful as Jason just said that they had systems and processes in place, I also saw you busting David's chops a little bit saying, I'm out here still earning money while, while David's <laughs> getting locked up. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> to still see his brothers joking, being silly on, on social media. So I thought that was hilarious. Well, I also want people to know, you know, like just because David is out in front of an abortion clinic and getting arrested and we would look at that and say, you know, back in the day when the Jews were going to jail, there were, there were Christian business owners in that time, but not all of them were called to be in Dietrich Bonhoeffer's position where he was out front, but they're all called to do something. That's right. And so for me, I wasn't at, a, at the abortion clinic that day, but I'm, I'm still doing my business stuff, which gives David the financial ability to be out there and, and to do his thing in front of the abortion clinic. So I was really just trying to encourage other entrepreneurs. You don't have to be to try to be like David. He's been trying to be like me for his whole life. Just be who it is that God made you to be. I love that. No, I, I just thought it was so cool to, to still see that I have two young sons. I have a six year old and a five year old. And so uh, I watching two brothers connect that way. And then, and then, like I said, watching you say, um, you know, making light and, and, and bringing yeah. some love and joy to the situation saying, well, I'm actually working today while he's getting locked up. That was absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so I encourage everyone to absolutely go and search for, for the, the app. Um, and, and listen, you know, I remember one time speaking on a stage and, um, and afterwards, they said to the meeting planner, uh, we'll never have this guy back. Mm. And there were only a couple hundred people in the room, but, um, but, but it was a 40 year organization. They, they do two big conferences a year. Um, 
And uh, she said the, the overwhelming feedback was really positive. And, and most people said, man, one of the best speakers we've ever heard. But one person who was a decision maker on the, on the board said, uh, we'll never have this guy back because he quoted the Bible a couple too many times. Uh-huh. And, um, and I said, my gosh, we can quote all these other books in the world. But the best right. best-selling book for some reason is uh, a book that, all, that we all kind of model uh, after is off, off limits. But it's never but off I, limits. That's the greatest compliment yeah, that you right. could have been given was for you sure, to sure. actually have to endure some modicum of suffering in that moment. That's, for one reason and one reason only, it was the name of Jesus. Yeah. Is that you brought his principles into it and then boom, now you'll never get invited back. Dude, bravo to you. Well done. <laughs> well, consider it pure joy, right? When you face trials mm-hmm. of many kinds. Um, Tell me a little bit more about the real estate side of things. I mean, you guys have all these wonderful different verticals. Is real estate still a prominent everyday uh, yep. activity for you? And if so, maybe what's a, what's a best practice that the, the real estate professionals um, need to be oh, listening to? Great. Okay, so uh, David and I, obviously our first business was in real estate in 2003. We built the Benham Real Estate Group and it grew to 100 locations, 35 states. And we specifically focused on managing and liquidating bank-owned property across the nation. Uh, we wound that company down. See, we started it to to end it. We started it to exit it. So, fifteen to years sell it later, or to give it. Yeah, fifteen years later, that's what we did. We began to gift franchise locations to our franchisees. And so, you mm-hmm. talk about people, you know, bawling their eyes out, like, "Why are you guys doing this?" We're like, "Yeah, well, this was our whole goal was to." build it to a point where we could then gift it. And so we started gifting those locations and uh, we have since started another uh, retail real estate venture called Redwood United, redwoodunited.com. And it's just local real estate here uh, for real estate professionals. But the most important thing, and this is what we cover in our course, um, when David and I were, were really killing it with all of our businesses and, and making really good money, we didn't live big at all. I mean, we were driving cars with 160,000 miles on them. And I had franchisees driving cars that were 10 times more expensive than mine. And I was making 10 times the amount of money they were making. And uh, what we were doing during that time was buying real estate. We were buying two asset classes, really, real estate and small businesses. Specifically for real estate, we were buying single-family residential, multifamily residential, and commercial. And that has become an, a passive income stream for us that we show people exactly how we did that and got to a point where, you know, you, you get good. I mean, even Warren Buffett said if it made sense for him early on, he thinks that his number one investment would have been single-family residential rental properties, paying them off and just owning those course, when he first started, it didn't make sense to do that. But now it's a very real possibility. And you know, Titus, I'll jump in. This is David. I'm speaking about the hedge against inflation because I mean, $2.2 trillion in a relief package from our federal government. I mean, that money doesn't just appear. I mean, they're, they're, they're printing some money. We're taking on debt as a nation. So you're going to see some inflation come, but the, a great hedge against inflation is real estate because real estate's going to go up with it. It doesn't mean real estate is foolproof, but it is one of the absolute best investments. And what Jason and I are doing, and here's just a little tip uh, for for a best practice. If you're going to get it, if you're going to jump into the real estate game in terms of from an investment standpoint, because a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, should I buy a house or should I pull some money out of the 401k or whatever? I mean, you got to check on the fees and all that other stuff. But um, we have a lot of people that are investing 
And just that 1% rule, I'm sure you've probably heard about it. You know, you just look, if you're going to invest $100,000, you want to make sure this is all gross. This is your basis in a house, $100,000. You want to make sure that you're getting at least $1,000 a month gross in rent back. That's 1%. And usually after you take out your taxes and your insurance, your vacancy and your maintenance and some capital expenditures, you're going to average anywhere from 8 to 12% return just on your money without appreciation. So Jason, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And right now, if we look at our portfolio, we have about 55 doors. We have commercial, we have multifamily, we have all of these things. Uh, we're averaging just cash on cash return right at 10% without appreciation. So if you factor in now appreciation, which in our area here in the Charlotte Metro is really good right now. Of course, it went into the trough in 8, 9, 10, but then it popped right back out of the trough and we're between 6 to 8%. So now you're looking at 16 to 18% on your money and you haven't even factored in depreciation on your taxes. Now, I don't want to jump too far into the weeds and I'll lose your audience, but now you factor in a, another percent or two on depreciation. That is a phenomenal investment. So if you're, if you're on your laptop or on your iPhone and you're looking at Zillow and you're like, hey, should I buy this house over here? Or what? You know, and you're just looking at opportunities for cash flow in, in real estate, just think about that 1% rule. Look at the rent, look at what they're asking, factor in some, some minor repairs. I'm not telling you to go out and buy a house that's an absolute disrepair. That's very hard to start with, that maybe that's fourth or fifth down the line. But just look at that 1% rule and you're probably going to be really safe if you can buy one and get a 1% return. I love it. Solutions from the huddle. Uh, we're talking with identical twins, David and Jason Benham. These, uh, these guys are authors, speakers, real estate entrepreneurs, they're coaches. Uh, and of course, we heard earlier uh, that uh, former minor league ball players, Baltimore Orioles, and I hate to say it, but the Boston Red Sox. I'm originally from New York, by the way. So, um, oh, uh, man, are you a Yankee or a Met? Well, I'm, 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 I love Jesus, so I'm a New York Yankee. Uh, <laughs> so, so thank God for that. But no, I, I, uh, both of those teams dro drive me nuts and, and are the, the core root of a lot of crying over the course. Of <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. But uh, we're talking to these guys and we want to just say a quick thank you to our sponsors, right? So speedy oil change and auto service. These guys will get your car on the road and, and keep it there. We're also grateful to have easy living technologies. These guys are making audio and video in your home or business uh, affordable, easy and automated. And then of course, business leaders unleashed uh, a premier networking opportunity in the greater North Carolina market. Hey, uh, one of the things that I do want to continue to talk to you guys about, and we're on the back half here, so for all of our listeners, uh, it's easy to stay connected with these guys. Again, go and check out their app. Go and check out the businesses that they've got going on. Maybe even have them do some mentoring and coaching in your life and business. But before we're done, I want to talk to you guys a little about the, uh, the hot topic that is COVID-19 and how it's impacting small business owners. I, uh, I have the privilege and sometimes it's a sad privilege on, on some days, but the privilege to talk to business owners through the form of coaching pretty regularly. And uh, I'm hearing a whole lot of uh, feedback uh, from folks that say my grandfather started a business and passed it on to his dad. Now it's mine. And unfortunately, it may go away under my watch. I'm listening to women talk about domestic violence. I'm listening to addicts who have been clean and sober for a decade, unfortunately, uh, return back to the addiction in which they were freed from. Uh, and so I think that this isolation and I think that this um, cure uh, socially uh, to, to this disease has been uh, extremely 
impactful and, and is, is causing ramifications and waves across personal, professional, spiritual, psychological, emotional, and obviously financial. What, uh, what take do you guys have about everything that's going on and the impact that it's having the small business? Well, that's a great lead in Titus. Cause I agree with you 100%. This is Jason speaking that, I mean, if, if I need to get a root canal, the, the dentist can take a jackhammer to my mouth and, and he'll get the tooth out and then he'll drill down and get to that root or he can do it precisely with some precision tools. I, I think we needed to shut down the economy for just a little bit to, to lessen the curve. But man, I mean, what, I mean, you've seen all the tweets, all the social media posts now that if the cure is worse than the disease itself, then man, we, we just need to open back up. And so I'm, I'm with you, like wear the mask, social distance, all that kind of stuff. But dude, let's open up this economy. Yeah. Let's, let's let this thing go. And if you've got a compromised immune system or you're older, then stay home. And, uh, and if you've got a grandparent, which I do, 92-year-old grandmother, you know, we're, we're not going to visit her. We're not doing that right now. We're just talking on the phone. So I, I definitely am with you there. My brother and I have talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. And um, in our expert ownership course, we actually added a bonus module on there about specifically what you need to do as an entrepreneur. And we just list out the, the four just very simple steps. The first is to pause which most entrepreneurs don't really do that often because we're, we're, we're activators. So you got to pause first and, and take time to just stop, pause and think. Okay. And then you got to pivot. Pivoting is a hard thing to do when you've got somebody who inherited a business from a family member or whatever. And they're like, it might go, it might leave me from, uh, from my watch. Well, that's why you got to pivot. I mean, you think about Hanes, they went from making clothes there for a little bit to making masks. Think about Elon Musk. They went from making just cars to making ventilators. And, you know, granted, those pivots don't last very long, but they knew in that moment that this was a moment where they could actually take the, the business assets that they have in human capital and technology and then, uh, you know, the, uh, intellectual capital and, and actually use it for something that our nation, our world needs right at this very moment. So figure out what you've got in your bag. You know, when you're talking about making a pivot, what do you have in your bag? that you can actually offer to the world right now. And then the third, third thing that we tell them to do is to plan. Now wrap a plan around the pivot and move forward with that plan and communicate it clearly to your people. You've got to continue the communication, not only with your team, but also with your customers. Because in, when there's a lack of communication, then uh, negativity always fills the void. I got that from a good buddy of mine, John Gordon. Negativity will always fill the void. So you've got to stay in good communication with your customers, your clients, and your people. But that's, that's, that's the plan phase. But then number four is pursue. So you've got pause, pivot, plan, pursue. Go out there and pursue something, right? Just make the pivot, wrap a plan around it, and pursue it with everything that you've got. And you know what? If the business does fail, if, if it does go under, you know, don't blame anybody. Listen, you either win or you learn. It's not a true failure. You're learning. Move on to the next thing. That's what entrepreneurs do. We're willing to get knocked down a thousand times because we know that on the thousand and first time, we're going to hit it and we're going to hit it big. So that's, uh, that's just a little encouragement to entrepreneurs now during COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that, um, I think it's important in this season that we, we hear words like that and that we, we realize the truth that lives inside of what you just said. 
And, and I'm, what I'm hearing there is, you know, to, to stop, you know, and of course I, I know you guys, so I know I'm, I'm, I'm connecting dots between your words and, and the word of God. So peace be still. Right. And I'm, I'm hearing you guys talk about planning and then obviously taking action. So often we identify a problem. Uh, we thought that was the hard part. Uh-huh. And then we figure out a solution and we thought, Oh my gosh, it took me forever to find the solution to the problem. But really we then find out that the actual hard part, is probably applying the, the solution to the problem. The action part is really what gets in the way of entrepreneurs, isn't it? Oh my goodness, very, very much so. But you know, that's also why it's it's so important for us to run at the right pace. I mm. guess that would be a fifth P, right? You know, you could tell my Baptist roots. But <laughs> running at the right pace, it's like if I have to go out and and uh, and somebody says, "Okay, I want you to run now, take off." Well, I don't know what pace to run. Right, because if it's only a hundred meters, hundred meters that I need to run, well, I'm going to run it really hard. But if it's three miles, well, I'm going to pace myself, and that's what we need to do as entrepreneurs. And that's why we talk through that four-step plan there, um, where you you are making a plan. You you've got to know well, what's the pace I'm going to set because if you come out too hard, man, you're going to burn out. That's right. You've got to run at the right pace and then activate on that pl- pace. And then you know it, this brings up another point, and I just want to say real quick because. I tweeted this out yesterday or, or a couple of days ago on my Ben and Brothers uh, Twitter about when I first started my business, I found myself and David and I both were spending more money taking our clients out to eat than we were spending on our wives when we went on date night. I saw that. That's not great. And, and five years in, I'm like, wait a second. Both, both David and I were like, this has got to stop. We, we can't do this. So we decided to switch that around. We're like, we're going to spoil the fool out of our wives. If my company's got good money, then... Date nights are going to be stepped up. We're not going to go to Panera Bread and split a salad and hope that they give us an extra baguette. We're going to go do something nice, right? And so, but the result of that was that we had to get into our mind that our business may um, grow slower, but our relationships are going to grow stronger. And that is the, is the payoff. And so we talk about running at the pace of your people, not the people that are working for you, but the people inside the house that you live in. Run at their pace. What pace are they at? You've got a six-year-old and a five-year-old. Well, when soccer starts, your pace during soccer season is going to be a little bit different than when soccer's not in. Why? Because you're a dad, and the most important thing for you is to make sure that you show up at those games, right? And then never coming off of that pace. If i got to run a mile and I'm on the first lap and, and somebody's running a 400-meter sprint and they come just going really fast right past me, I don't need to try to keep up with them. We're running two different races here. So that's the key in business is figure out your pace and then run at that pace and don't try to keep up with anybody else just because they're building something faster than you. Look, if it's slow to grow, it's slow to fall. Build it that way. And when you do that, you'll, you'll find that at the end of it, you'll have a great business and you'll have a very strong family. Yeah, I love that. Um, Really powerful words in there. Uh, A lot of our listeners know I I talk about kind of um, a, a worldview that I, that I, that I hold. And I, and I, it sounds like you guys share so many of the elements of it. Uh, a few years ago, I was asked, what, what's your worldview? And it was such a complex question. I really wasn't quite sure what they were asking. I said, well, uh, you're, you're essentially asking me either a political question or a spiritual question, a personal financial question. There's a lot that goes into that. And, and as I meditated and prayed and thought through it, uh, David and Jason, I, I started, I just kept seeing this fire and, um, uh, somehow the fire led me to remember 
God said, let there be light. And mm. when the whole world was dark, God could have used any source to, to bring light. He, uh, I'm, I'm positive that God cares about the earth more than anyone, but he didn't choose to use led light bulbs. He, uh, he chose to use a raging giant ball of fire. And yeah. uh, I thought about that and I said, well, gosh, a fire, a flame, it brings light to what's dark. It brings warmth to where there's cold and uh, through photosynthesis, it actually brings life to where there's, you know, something that was barren. And that's right. So I kept thinking about a flame and a flame and a flame. And so it, I, I kind of created an acronym, uh, faith, love, appreciation, motivation, and empathy. And I just thought to myself that if we injected just those elements into every aspect of our life, personally and professionally, um, we would probably win more than we could even imagine. Mm. And, and I hear so much of faith and love, appreciation, motivation, and empathy in the, in the, the, the strategies and the tips and the, the direction that you guys give. Um, as we close out the show here, I would love to just get some final just words of thoughts from you guys. Again, we have so many wonderful sales professionals, entrepreneurs, people that are trying to, to arrive at their dreams and hopes and their aspirations um, and they get lost along the way, right? And they get distracted along the way. And well, sometimes they're just going the wrong way and, and they don't need motivation to go faster. <laughs> you know, they need to realize to pause. Um, but for the folks that are tuned in listening right now, uh, what's a last word that you could share? And maybe, maybe it's got something to do with faith, love, appreciation, motivation, and empathy. And, and I bet if I didn't ask you to incorporate that you still would have done it anyway it sounds like that's just oh part. yeah that is a that's a fantastic acronym i love that thank you for that titus that, that's so encouraging and this is david and i'll i'll give mine then jason will give his uh we, we have a a little saying that jason and i uh, say quite often if you focus on depth god will handle your breadth in other words you know we we, we think about the fruits that we want from the marketplace but the key to the fruit is you got to pay attention to the root and, and, and this is where faith and love come in first, is that Jason and I built our businesses on the principles of Scripture, and we focused on applying those to our personal lives, faithfulness in very, very little things. Even when we were working for other people, how are we faithful? Are we cutting corners? Are we uh, upping our hours, uh, even though that we didn't work those hours? You know, I mean, just what, how are you faithful with the little things? And that's really the depth. That's the depth of character. Uh, the, the depth of your heart. Uh, do you have negative self-talk about your boss or about your clients or customers? Or are you taking that negativity, that negative self-talk, taking it captive and thinking about the positive things in that relationship and then getting a heart of gratitude? And the next thing you know, boom, the whole relationship shifts because of your decision to focus on depth. And then the breadth or the fruit that comes as a, resu as a result of that type of living is success. Uh, and it doesn't always mean that you don't have trials or tribulations. Those always will come. In this world, Jesus says, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. So it's faith and love first in terms of depth and roots. Breadth and fruit comes as a secondary result. And Jason, do you want to say anything? Come yeah. on now. I mean, y'all better hit rewind. Get your <laughs> notes. Uh, no pressure, but you better bring the noise with yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would echo exactly what David was saying because, and by the way, that, that statement is actually Oswald Chambers. He's the one that said, focus on depth yeah. and then let God handle your breath. Mm. We want to take, we want to take our careers. We want to take our futures. We want to take all of that. We want to put it in our own hands. And God would say to us, just relax. Let, let me handle that. And he will. 
he'll totally do it for us if we'll let him. And so that's why I just love talking to entrepreneurs because we're activators. We're people that are trying to go out there and do things. And for David and I, we, we say it like this because I, I steal this from Truett Cathy. He said, I'd rather restrain a Mustang than kick a mule. We're talking <laughs> with Mustangs here, that's, right? That's right. Entrepreneurs, people that know how to get out there and get it done. What David and I say is, but the, 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 those Mustangs will accomplish nothing if they don't allow somebody to ride on their back, right? And, and, yeah. and somebody's got to have the reins. You think about the donkey that Jesus rode in uh, to Jerusalem and everybody was laying down the, the, the palm branches and all that kind of stuff. And he was laying them down. And you think of that donkey right there, this, this unbroken, unridden donkey, didn't try to buck Jesus off at all. Obviously, he allowed Jesus to tame him. But you think about them laying down those palm branches. What if that donkey said to himself, hey, I've arrived. Look at all these people. They're hooting and hollering because I'm walking into Jerusalem. But the donkey didn't do that, of course. The donkey couldn't do that. But see, the same is true with us in business is that our one responsibility is to put the God who created us on our back and usher him into places. And then when the adulations and the people begin to praise us for the awesome things that we've accomplished, we just need to recognize, look, my one thing is just to stay surrendered and to submitted and submitted to the person that, uh, who created me. And that's God almighty. And when we live like that, I promise we're, we're not going to have the, the anxiety and, and the depression and all the stuff that comes with, with running a business and all the challenges that come along with it. The Benham Brothers right here on Solution from the Huddle. Guys, I'm so grateful. Thank you for being on the program. Thanks for sharing your heart, uh, your insight, your energy it's a, in such a special way with our audience. Uh, I'm deeply, deeply appreciative. Hey, we're thankful for you, Titus. You've helped us through the years. I've met with you in person, and uh, I still remember that meeting. I still remember some of the things that you taught me yourself. So we really appreciate your work in the city. I love it. You guys keep being amazing and great. To all the listeners, thank you so much. We hope to uh, have you back next time. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here, your host for Solutions from the Huddle. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And if you want to stay involved and engaged in the show, be sure to check out all major podcast channels by searching for Solutions from the Huddle. Thanks again for your support. We hope you come back.